The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So Weems is pushing away. We well, should be pushing away. You, hands there. You can see Weems' head off the mat. Oh, there's a tap from Weems. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. I'm back on my diet. I hate how fat my head looks. Looks like you're talking to a frog. Uh, Today, Matt, we're going to have Christian Rodriguez uh, appearing and also Brantley Gilbert, uh, country singer, makes his return. He's a big MMA fan uh, coming back. And uh, Christian is fighting Raul Rosas. Uh, junior, who's a seven and zero, undefeated young eighteen uh, year old. Uh, he's the youngest guy in the roster still, right? Yeah, and he's getting a lot of. You said heat, and I said smoke. Is it both? Cor- are they both correct? Heat is a, in a good way, sure. Smoke in a good way. Yeah, a lot of attention. He is the youngest on the on the roster. Yeah. Uh no, but you don't want this smoke. They say they, they don't. Do. They could say you don't want this heat. Yeah. They could say we're wasting time. I don't know. Jimmy, listen, it's a great card. Are we talking about the card with these guys or are we going to delve into? We have a lot to talk about with these fights. Let's do both. We could just start. I mean, uh, uh, um, uh, Christian's on the opening fight of the main card. I think that's the opening fight. The uh, Maybe I could just look instead of thinking. I, I could just take a look. Yes, uh, Raul Rosas against Christian Rodriguez is the opening fight. And it looks like, Matt, when we were talking about uh, Michael Chiesa, and his opponent, TDA, it looks like that fight's been scrapped. Maybe they couldn't find anything yeah. for him. I see Lupe uh, Godinez is on the early prelims for Cynthia. Cavillo, yeah. Yeah. I bring up Lupe. You know why, Jimmy? Why, buddy? Because I'm going to be honest with you, dude. Dude, I am fucking Lupe right now. I'm trying to. I, you know me, Jimmy. I know. I'm trying to keep it together. I am. And I'm going to. I'm not going to talk about this too much. Because yeah. you don't. You don't want to blubber it. I won't make it through. You're not going to have a, a blubbering idiot. Nobody wants to hear me. It's not as funny as you think watching a bald man cry. Jim. I understand. I have a I mirror. You think. I think you <laughs> might think it's hysterical. But, uh, you know, I know if anybody's listened to this show, our, our faithful listeners know that, uh, you know, they heard me bring up the guy's name Hulk before. And you yeah. Hulk's been to your shows, Paul Harrison, former Suffolk County police officer. But, you know, he passed away over the weekend. Before the show ends, later on, 
I might say a little something about, I want to, you know, say a little something about him, you know? Sure. But I'll do it later because okay. now it'll, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But, I know. Uh, but anyway, he passed away in, in a, a, a traffic accident, basically, you know, he got basically hit by a truck. So it's so odd though, Jimmy, that uh, when somebody you spent so much like time with, and when I mean time with, like how far is AC, dude? Three hours up and back. So, I mean, yeah. is how many fights have I went with? I just posted something on my Instagram with, with me, him, and Raging Al. Listen to, listening to In and Out of Love by Tyrone Woodley. But, like, that kind of captures <laughs> the moment. Like, like the, like the moment, like, like and sometimes it was just me and it. We'd go up there, we got guys fighting. and So, it's a lot of bullshit in time. A lot of fucking, yeah. you know, a lot of, like, Good times discussing life and you in the beginning, you know, I mean, I know this guy since like the late 90s, bro. Like he's one of my oldest students. He's a black belt under me. He went with me to the Pan Am. Our road trips, our, our traveling began back in 1999 when he went with, went with me to the uh, the Pan American Games. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was a purple belt competing. You know, so he was there with me for this whole journey. If you watch me fight you and uh, George St. Pierre in the background, you'll see a blue shirt. In the, I haven't seen it in ages, but I know that blue shirt is Hulk. Because right. you see it in the audience, you see it, it, it sticks out. It's like a Sarah shirt, I think, but it's a, I don't know. Like he's been there for everything. So all of a sudden the guy's gone. He's got young kids, you know, it's fucking, whoa, you know? Yeah, it's so it, terrible. It's rough. And I remember so, him. I didn't know him well. I met him a couple of times. Right. Uh, he, I know he would come to my shows. And I remember, I, it's hard to forget when a guy goes, hi, I, my name's Hulk. Like, you just remember that. Like, that's a memorable. And I met him at the Paramount Theater years ago. A very nice guy. One of the guys, you just at your last show, too. It's one of those guys that he just does anything for you, you know? Yeah. Whether it's trying to get somebody out of a ticket to fucking, you know, just go, you know, goes that extra mile. A guy's universal. I mean, Everybody loved the guy. So it's just a rough one, dude. Oh, so. Yeah, every, sorry to hear. This, how about this? Part of the unfiltered army. After every episode, I don't know why, but a lot of times, well, he does like security and stuff now that he's retired. He was retired. And, uh, right. you know, I'd get like, um, I'd get like texts in the middle of the night. You know, I have my phone off. I see in the morning. You know, he's say, oh, how was this guy? Just recently, oh, Jeremy Piven and this and that. You know, it's like, holy shit. So it's just weird that I'm never going to be talking to that guy again. So it's really depressing. And then I know, you know, that and the fact that he was a great daddy has young kids is just like too much to almost comprehend. So, you know, what do you do? You go forward, you know, you go through it. That's all you can do. Jim Cedo. I mean, I don't know. It, but I don't know if you ever all you can do. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever drive out of your car uh, like a dog trying to fucking dry your tears because you got to start a show in 10 minutes. I was just come back from the TRT place. That's why it's good. You get something you got to, if you don't get it out, especially it's better by yourself. Right. If you don't get shit out, you're going to be a fucking, it's got to come out. It's got to go out, you know, come out somehow. No, no, Jimmy. At least, yeah, but that's at least a legit reason to be upset. Like if you're, and we have our, our guest is in the waiting room. We'll get to him in just a second. Okay. If I, uh, at least if you're, if you're crying because of a, a true, that's a real reason. I, I cry for other reasons. Like Why sometimes crying, I'll walk by the mirror and I'll realize I'm a man and I have tits and it just upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we got on Christian? Uh, yeah. Christian Rodriguez is in them. And if you want to talk about your friend, though, whatever you want, it, yeah, it's fine. Dude. I totally, I totally get it. Listen. Um, Talk it, about it, him later, man. Let's get going. Let's get Christian in here. I want to Christian Rodriguez. Yeah, I want to find out about Christian. Yeah, he's a, a, a Dana White contender series guy too. He had a unanimous decision win over uh, Reyes Cortez. So we'll get him in now. This is a great card too, man. I'm really looking forward to this rematch. Um, 
uh, uh, between uh, Pereira and uh, Adesanya. And he's dealt with bullies too. He hears That's us. what I like about it. Hey, Christian, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good, how buddy. This is great. Christian, you got started in the martial arts because of bullies. Is this correct? Yeah, that's correct. I hate bullies. I like you already, Christian. Now, <laughs> tell me, what happened? Were they trying to give you wedgies, trying to stuff you in a locker? What happened there? Uh, no, just because I was like pretty tiny in middle school. I was like one of the smallest kids in, uh, in middle school. And then like everybody was hitting their like their growth spurs and stuff like that. So I was always like one of the shortest ones. And it was just like size stuff, size things, stuff like that. Yeah. So and they would pick on you and you, you just got sick of it. Yeah. Do you remember the first time somebody tried to fuck with you and not knowing that you had been training and you were able to put a stop to it? Um, you know, Yes, I do remember that, but I never really, um, I was avoided any kind of conversation. I feel like martial arts really helped me realize that um, even though I know how to fight, I shouldn't fight, you know, and it's given me the discipline to like avoid any kind of conversation, even when people try to like test me, you know? Right. Yeah, man, well, it's very mature, especially for a 25 year old, you know, I like, hey, listen, everybody's saying, I know that uh, Raul's a young kid. You know, but it's not like you're some old man. Why are they bringing you in to try to what are they? How do you feel when they're bringing you in to fight this kid? Because, they, you know, he's getting a lot of hype. So, yeah. you know, they, I mean, I'm not saying they, but I don't know. You think they kind of want this guy to keep on getting more hype. You get a little offended by that. What do you feel when you get the call? Are you like this is either an opportunity? What, how do you feel? What is your mind when you get? the? Call? Yeah. What do you think they're thinking when they yeah. call you? Um. So I fought on the contender series in uh, like two years ago and um, I wasn't signed because I missed by a pound. And um, I know Sean Shelby really liked me, really liked how I fight. So when they call me, I figured that's his, um, it's an opportunity for both of us. You know, I think he likes me. He likes him. So, and I know he has a lot of hype. So I think this fight is going to really level one of us up. But yeah, I don't think, I, yeah. No, no, you go ahead. Finish. What were you gonna say? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think the UFC like tries to feed fighters. You know, I feel like they're they just put two good prospects, two good fights, and like, all right, let's see what these kids are about. Yeah, because there's so much. We've talked about this before too. There's so much parity and equality in, in UFC because so many of you guys are training from a young age. Like, you know, it's not like the old days where, you know, you started when you were 14 and, and obviously Raul started when he was very young. So a lot of guys are, are really dangerous, uh, almost ranked fighters by the time they're in their early 20s. So yeah, you're right. There's no easy fights in the UFC. There's no, hey, this guy's a cakewalk to get you a win. I, I don't think they want to do that. They want to match you up, I think, against somebody tough because you have to beat good fighters to get ranked and to to, to move up in, in the uh, in the weight class. Yeah, because there's no there's no easy fights in the UFC. The UFC is the highest organization of MMA, you know. So there's no easy fights here. Damn right. Hey, let me ask you, Christian. When you were back when you were a kid, what did you start with? What discipline did you start with to deal with these bullies? I started with MMA. Oh, straight up MMA. Yep. So, all right. And and what school did you go to? And and did you gravitate to w one thing more than the other, like the striking or the jujitsu or the wrestling? Or um, I started at Rufus Sport at a Rufus Sport MMA Academy. Yeah, really? but my main 
where I feel I'm really comfortable both, but I just yeah. love standing up. I really love just hitting people, you know? Uh, and you found that you were good at it right away or did it take time or you were like, Ooh. no, it, t- it took some time. Okay. And Matt, did you find too, isn't that one of the differences too, is that guys are starting now with MMA, like as opposed to just whether it's jujitsu or taekwondo or karate or something specific and then kind of merging it into mixed martial arts, guys are just starting doing everything. Yeah, well, I believe, yeah, that's a huge difference because, I mean, Jimmy, when we were children, and I know we're older, well, we can be Christian's dad, but, uh, you know, there was no MMA. There was was none. It's only 30 years old, you know? So it's not like you could jump into an MMA school. There there wasn't any jujitsu back then. So, you know, it's a different time. But, yeah, it is wild. So the kids are coming up really complete right off the bat. Dangerous early. Yes. And you also, uh, I, I like this too. You were going to college. Why radiology? That's such an interesting thing to want to do. Uh, and with radiology, what would that have had you doing if you had finished that and pursued that? Uh, if I kept pursuing that, I would have basically just been uh, taking x-rays of like broken bones, um, arms, things like that, or like any part of the uh, any part of the body. And I was just really interested by like the way the body works, you know, like the way how... It's crazy how it's just like bones and snap and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess so. And it probably gives you a little bit of an advantage as a fighter, too, if you have any kind of a knowledge of the way a body works. I mean, I'm sure it's only going to help you. Yeah. Do you regret not finishing that? Or is it one of those things where you can always kind of go back to it and do it? No, I don't regret not finishing it. Um, You know, I've been dreaming about being in the UFC, being a world champion since I was like 15 years old, 16 years old, you know? And I feel like I can always go back to school. I feel like me being young, I only have such a short amount of time to really pursue this full time. Right, that's smart. Yeah, because school will be there, but your body, you have X amount of years of like prime fighting years. Yeah. Heck yeah, Christian, UFC superstar. Oh, I'm gonna fucking go with the radio. I'm gonna look at the pictures of the bu- fuck that shit. You, you, <laughs> hey, listen, you got one life to live, kid. You, you, you're doing. You're making the right choices. You're fucking. Yeah, I never, I never look those, back. Develop those pictures of the bu- skeletons when you're fucking sixty. I don't know. So go ahead, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm no, you're right. And uh, and your career is impressive too. Everyone's talking about role because he's young. But I think if I'm correct, you're eight and one. And the only loss was to Jonathan Pierce and you had six days notice and went up to, to featherweight. Like, so it's a very, very uh, commendable fight. It was a good fight. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It was one of those things where people could see what happened. How did it come about on six days notice? And, and were you hesitant at all? Or did you just go, I want anything you have? Yeah, I was really hesitant of taking it just because, well, not too hesitant, but like I wasn't living like the athlete lifestyle, like, the thing is, I fought at uh, 45 a short notice like a month ago before that fight. And uh, after that, I was just kind of like, you know, living life, kind of drinking, eating like crap and like stuff like that. And I was coming off of injury, too. So my weight got kind of heavy. And um, yeah, they called me up on a, on a Friday night. And they're like, hey, we might have a fight for you next week, Saturday. And just like those things kind of made me like kind of hesitant. But at the end of the day, I was like, at the end of the day, it's just a fight, you know? You got people in Thailand smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and alcohol the day of the fight, and they still go out there and fight their life away, you know? 
Did you look at it like, well, all right, I've been eating kind of bad. My weight's already up, so it's a little less weight to have to cut. How much did you have to cut at that point? Obviously, less than you would have. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I was still kind of injured, though, so I wasn't really, like, working out as much. But I did cut 20 in five pounds. I mean, five days. How did you handle that first loss? Because uh, I think it's good to get that. I think because I think most guys are not going to go through a whole career undefeated. It's just, yeah. it, it's just there's too many good fighters and too many ways you can lose and too many judging mistakes. Uh, how did that affect you? Because you went on to, uh, I think, to win after that, right? You've had to win since then. And, and how did that affect you, if if at all? It, it did affect me. I re- I um I learned a lot just because um I've only before that I've oh, I've only had seven fights, seven pro fights, and I was seven no. And, um, so I kind of felt like the man, you know, and, um, yeah, that, I don't want to say it humbled me cause I feel like I'm a humble person, but I, I did realize that you can't be making small little mistakes in the fight just because it's so, it's so, uh, chaotic in there. There's no time for error. You have to be on point the whole entire 15 minutes. I guess it's like a lesson, like not a humble, cause if you're already humble, but a lesson, like the, the, the fact that the competition is so even at this level, um, things that you might be able to get away with or mistakes that you could probably recover from at a lower level of competition. You just can't at this point, because those guys, this is what you guys do is you capitalize on that shit. Yeah, and that's what I realized that if I, I can't be making small little mistakes because those small little mistakes are going to cost me the whole entire fight. Man, you talk about the people like the in Thailand, they'd be drinking beers and smoking cigarettes and then fighting. It, it, that's crazy, man. I, there's an old school fighter named, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of him. It's before your time. Sakuraba. You ever hear of Sakuraba? Yeah. Well, listen, you, get he, you can throw his yeah. name. In, uh, he, he basically fought the whole Gracie family. And yeah. uh, that dude would be fucking out smoking cigarettes, right? And, you know, then they're calling his name. He put out, you know, go out there and just come somebody come back. It was fucking insane. I don't know. <laughs> me, me, dude. And I like to have a good time. But two months before, I would be so paranoid of getting tired or so I would, yeah. it would me that I would be just a nervous nilly, man. I wouldn't I couldn't do that. I need a. I don't even know how you take something on short notice. I mean, I understand it. It's an opportunity, but. That's why you got to stay ready because without a, a training camp, I don't know, man. I, I would really, you know. That's why I was so uh, hesitant too, you know, because I'm like before that I used to always be strict, you know, a strict camps, like like living like a monk life, you know. And yes. then from that, I'm like, damn. But then I was like, huh, I seen so many interviews about John Jones getting uh, wasted like a week before the fight. So I'm like, I can do it. We're all human. But something that's never going to happen again. Yeah. But all of his fights, even though John has won his fights, I mean, all of his fights have not been, you know, you look at the Dominic Reyes fight or he had a, even a, a tough fight against Ovin St. Prue. Um, you know, Tiago Santos was fighting him really well. Like even a guy as great as John Jones, I mean, somebody can get to him. Uh, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's just you make one right move because you're a champion with the first Gustafson site. Like if I, as, as great as Jones is, I mean, he's not breezing through these fights either. He is just finding a way because he's John Jones. Yeah, that's what I um, that's what I realized. You can't be making like you can't be living like that, especially if you want to be a, a UFC athlete. You know, it's the highest organization in the world. Yeah. Plus, so there's probably a lot more fighters who drank and ate poorly and it hurt them then there are guys like john jones who have been able to win a couple of super close decisions 
uh, you know what I mean? Not living a perfect lifestyle. I think there's more guys who would hurt. Plus, you yeah, don't know but, how much better. I'm sorry that you, oh, Christian, you don't know how much better he would have been without, you know, if he does, hasn't partied like that. He might have even yeah. been untouchable. Yeah. Go ahead, Christian. Sorry. Yeah, but that um, that five million realize I'm like, okay, I, I feel like that stuff is always going to be there, even once I get older. So I'm like, okay, let me really, even out of camp, let me dial in and like focus on my craft, and that's what I do now. What do you like to do when you're not? training for a fight give us some hobbies you you like what you like to do you know it's funny because m- my managers ask me that too but i don't i don't have any hobbies i well you I, read books you watch a, a, a netflix series or yeah, give me yeah, I, I, I like books i like uh i read books and um i help out my parents on the weekend at their restaurant and that's about what, it what kind of restaurant they have a little mexican restaurant in uh, milwaukee Oh, nice. Now, is it hard? Is Mexican food, doesn't Mexican food have like a lot of carbs and is that not good to eat during training? Yeah, I stay away from it. You got to avoid it, right? Now, is it, I guess you love the restaurant, right? Yeah, I love it. Is it, did you grow up with it or did they start it recently? No, they started it recently. Oh, like, that's nice. Less than a year, like eight months, I would say. Really? How, how did that come about? Like they just were doing something else and they said, we want to do this? Um, yeah, so they, um, they were working for, um, this other restaurant and, uh, my dad learned how to cook pretty well. And my mom's always been a good cooker and, um, they brought like a lot of attention to the restaurant, but then they kind of got like screwed over. Okay. They got kind of upset and then they didn't have jobs. And then they were like, let's just try and open up a restaurant, you know? And then they've been doing good so far, which is really good. Oh, that's. Do you want to say the name of it? If it's in Milwaukee, if anybody's out there and you want Mexican food, yeah, it's uh, Goro Mikasita in uh, South Milwaukee. I'll never. How do you How do you say that? Mikasita. Oh, Mikasita. Okay. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? Like my mini house. Okay. Like my house. Yeah. Oh, very nice. So you kind of help out there. Yeah, I um, they have a bar on the other side, and I bartend as well. Do you like bartending? I don't think I can deal with drunk people all the time. They tell you their troubles. Yeah, I've heard so many stories. About <laughs> and uh, are you, I guess if you, since you can fight, are you comfortable flagging somebody and telling them, look, you've had enough? Yeah, I just, I don't like confrontation. Those are weird. I don't like outside of the, uh, outside of the octagon. I don't like any kind of confrontation. I just like saving it. Yeah, you have to though. If somebody's getting too drunk, you got to flag them because then if they they hit something, they're gonna come after your parents. That you know you you gotta uh, you gotta flag them. Because I tried because I tried bouncing once um, as a little like a little side hustle, and I wasn't a fan of it. Why were you good at it, or was it was it the fact that guys didn't listen to you because you're a smaller guy, or what what didn't you like about it? Yeah, that and um, I don't know. I just don't like you know just messing people up i guess like that they don't know how to fight yeah, and they're probably going to test you more because you're not a a big guy you know what i mean yeah, it, yeah i listen i feel you i did it at a local bar and i'm five six so picture that i'm like hey bobby you had too much and they'll fuck it up to his shoulder they don't want to hear that is that <laughs> when uh you is that when you mounted the guy Oh no, that was recent. <laughs> that that was that was a recent thing, but uh, that was a whole other thing. But uh, that's why we do jujitsu. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a free lesson. That guy didn't even get charged. 
<laughs> That's good, man. Well, I mean, listen, I'm excited. I can't wait. This is a, you're on a great card too. That's even more exciting. You know what I mean? A lot of eyes on you. Yeah. Artist to act. Man. And this is a great fight. Uh, again, the opening fight of such a big card. Um, you have to feel psyched about that, knowing that uh, the UFC obviously feels strongly about you because they're putting you against this hot young fighter, and you're a, considered a hot young fighter, so they must think very highly of you. You have to know that. Yeah, just because um, also, like, what I've noticed, um, there's a lot of fighters and contenders on the Contender Series who have, like, 12 fights, 13 fights. I got into the Contender Series with five fights. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was 5-0 and with five finishes. That's great. Your body's taking a little less punishment. That's good. You know, any punishment's going to take, it'll take from now on as opposed to before you got here. Yeah. And I like the experience factors. You know, everything's, you know, this is good matchmaking. I'm excited yeah. for this. You know, I'm looking yeah. at your fights and, you know, eight and one, seven and oh, this is, this is good. This is legit. I can't wait, man. Have good a great luck. fight. Yes. Thank you for coming on, uh, uh, Christian. Appreciate it. And have a great fight on Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Okay, man. We'll talk to you again. Okay, bye. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at NetCredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. I'm excited. I am too. That's a great fight. This is a great card all around. When do we have, um, let's do a couple picks, Matt. They're, they're supposed to keep a record of who picks who to see. I used to like when we would have our little competition, and that was I pretty know. evil. Jake, have you been keeping track? Let's look he at it. He said he would. Down. Let's see. Let's look down. We're going to see a big nope. He'll say yes. He'll say yes. I Garrett. Well, listen, he could always fib to us and just. He could. That. We could ask him one time. All right. Which one do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, Rosas Jr. or uh, Christian Rodriguez? All right. Uh, want to start with that? Is that where we're starting with? Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying we ought to. Uh, why not? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, listen. I don't know, man. That's a, that, this is what I'm going to say. Are we starting with that fight? Sure. I like that. I like Christian Rodriguez. He was, he's, he's, you know, he seems like a really nice, a really nice kid. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to go with Raul, but by decision. Cause I yeah. think this is what I wanted. I wanted Christian to say, all right, listen, this fight's going to propel. He said, this fight's going to propel one of us. Now that's very honest. I, I would have better if he said, this fight's going to propel me. Yep. Like take out Roel, Roel, Roel. Listen to me. There's a time to be a nice guy. Shit. I'm going to take Rosas by sub in the second, only because Christian uh, said, I know he's a purple belt and I know he's a solid fighter, but he said he kind of prefers to stand. He enjoys that a little bit more striking. And I think Rosas Jr. is going to try to take advantage of that. You know what? I'm going to take him by third round sub. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a good fight. All right, go ahead. Kevin Holland against Santiago Ponzinibbio. This is a good fight. This is the deal. I don't think this. ah. Now, does Kevin just want to entertain? Because I know what's entertaining is submission. I he got he did not try to he he agreed to have a kickboxing match with With Wonder Boy. Yeah, Wonder Boy, which was not. I'm not gonna say it's not intelligent because it is intelligent if you just want to entertain. I think it's very good if it's for your brand and you think it's gonna be put on a good show. But my thing is, I think sometimes by accident he ended up on top of him and got off him. Like, so yeah. I mean, that's a round or a whole, and he's got really good jujitsu. So, like, if he's playing to win, I feel he can utilize his jujitsu. And, you know, not that he can't take, take out Santiago Ponsonibu sure. on the feet, but I feel that if he blends everything in, all right, listen, I'm taking Kevin Holland. I am. Because yeah. I'm taking him by, uh, I'll take him by, uh, this is how I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him by, I'll take him by decision. I think, I think Ponzinibbio is a tough guy. I think I'm going to do the same thing. I'll tell you why. Because I think if Holland had fought smarter on top of Wonderboy, he might have been able to get that win or do a lot more damage. Uh, on the ground and he just chose to get up so he could have at least done more damage even if he still lost um and i think that he's obviously uh fast enough and, and he's skilled enough on his feet to keep some distance Ponzinibbio lost a couple of fights recently to uh jeff neal and who else did he lose to they're both split decisions uh, hold on here jeff neal and uh yeah uh uh michelle Pajeda. so uh i think that's a really really good uh a good fight, but I think um, I'm going to take uh, <laughs> Kevin by decision as well. I think Kevin will figure out a way. I don't th- I don't see him losing three straight fights. Then again, I don't see Ponzinibbio losing three out of four either. But I, I think Kevin will find a way to stay away. I think this is a more important fight for Kevin than it is for Santiago. I, I think just losing a couple of fights in a row, he wants to – he's got to get that win. So I think that he's going to do whatever he has to do to win this fight. Hell yeah, man. Or maybe, you uh-huh. know, it could be Kevin by sub. Who knows? Could be Kevin by sub. Oh shit! Speaking of subs, I just got happy because I realized I have half of my Phil's Pizzeria Hero downstairs. I had a veal palm here. I'm, I'm almost drooling right now because I have it. <laughs> and I'll tell you, Phil's does the right thing with their veal palm. They pack that thing because I got done with that. I had a couple slices, and I go, man, that was great. I had a hero and two slices of a hearty meal. I go, oh my god hero so you know what i got downstairs i got half a hero left of this veal palm jimmy nice right about it back to the picks <laughs> it's really good it's this really one good. i'm a veal palm fan go ahead 
Rob Font, Adrian Yanez. This is a another tremendous fight. Uh, and even when Rob Font loses, uh, whether it's to Aldo or Vera, it's always a good fight. Um, he's as tough as they come. I don't see him losing a third straight fight. And I wish I had a more exciting, I think he wins by decision. I think he's able to to, to outlast Yanez by decision. Well, again, he's on a winning streak too, Yanez. Uh, let me yeah. see how many fights. In so you're saying Rob Font. I think Font by decision, yeah. Ready? Ask me. Matt, what do you say? Jiu-Jitsu. Ask me again. What do you say? Jiu-Jitsu what? Um, all right. Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu what? You're taking Yanez. <laughs> Yeah, why? Why? Why did you say that? Because he's a fucking thug jitsu. Oh, you want me to do it again? I could be. Listen, I got. I could be in this rap game. All right, I got throw mag. This ain't rap, but I've got my buddy Harley Flanagan's throw mag shirt on. And you might be like, "But Matt, you're not one of those head bangers." It's true, Jimmy. If I went to a Crow Mags concert, even though I'm very good friends with Harley Flanagan, I will. I'll be a head banger because I'll bang my fucking head through a wall. Because I'm not going to one of those concerts. I don't like this music, but a lot of people do. And his shirt, very comfortable. Pro mags, comfortable. Sh- this shirt, so comfortable. And like I said, Harley, great guy. Hensel Gracie, black belt, funny as shit. So anyway, speaking of music, Bradley Gilbert is in the waiting room. Yes, he is. He's been on, it's been a couple of years since I think we had him on the show. How are you? Brantley. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Good to see y'all. Hey, Brantley. How you doing? I was watching. Um, I, I got to ask you. It's been a while, but one of your posts just really uh, I had to ask you about before I forget is goats. You had a very cute post about little goats on your farm. And uh, are they pleasant animals or are they kind of detached and disinterested? A little bit of both, man. You know, I never saw myself uh, as a goat farmer, but I, I finally found a farm close to my house. I've been looking for one for 10 years, and it had goats on it. Uh, so they're pretty cool, man. There's one that my little brother named Ramus, and he's uh, he's the stud goat, but he hates my dad. Outside of that, he, like, attacks my dad every time my dad walks in the pen. But other than that, they're pretty peaceful. You have one of those dogs that, like, nips at him to get back in line and – like, is that like a sheep herder? Am I fucking That's a sheep I'm not exactly like a farm person. I'm far from Yellowstone. Nah. I'm sorry, Bradley. Bradley, me and you should do a reality show. Me on one of your farms with a goat. That would be a disaster. <laughs> you don't want to see that. You lose a lot of respect for me. Yeah, you put some jujitsu on a goat, but I want to see it. Oh, maybe I can do that. Yeah. I can, I'll grapple a goat. I'm not riding another bull. But uh, I don't think I don't think Jimmy would be good on a farm either. I think the goat might have a good chance with Jimmy. No, I wouldn't want to step in all the goat shit. That's what would bother me is the animal shit would drive me crazy. I'd get it in the treads of my sneakers. Wait, are, they, are they like these fainting goats? Like you ever see those videos where you're like, Bah and they just kind of stiff it up and they fall over? No, we tried that. We we found out that they weren't by a process of elimination. Uh, okay. And that's a weird thing in nature, right? The goats do that. It protects them from a predator. If they just kind of stop and fall over. I don't understand why they, that happens. I don't, I, I don't understand that either. I don't know if they breed that into them. That's a specific breed. I'm pretty sure it is, but uh, it's a pretty interesting concept. I think. You still train. I, I know you're really good buddies with uh cowboy Cerrone. You still seeing him a lot or no? Oh, dude, I talk to him pretty regular, man. I was so stoked that they, 
they entered him into the Hall of Fame, man. I feel like that was much deserved. If there was ever a dude in that organization that was fight anybody, anywhere, anytime, yeah. that was the guy. I, I, I love Cerrone, man. He's, he's, he's one of those dudes, he's the same every time you talk to him, every time you hang out with him. And Man, I feel like in today's world, that's kind of hard to come by. Is he still doing things? Is he still doing like crazy? He showed us a video once of himself in a plane flying it up and letting it fall back. Is he still doing all that crazy stuff for adrenaline? He's an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. And he's racing like, I think he's even done some trucks, but man, I was in Vegas not long ago and he called, he said, Hey, I didn't know you were in Vegas. I'm here too. He said, you want to go ride my race car around in the desert? And I was like, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. But the Joker showed up and he didn't have no night goggles or helmets. Or no we just kind of, yeah, I'm talking about running 100 miles an hour in the pitch dark. And the only thing we're navigating with is like an iPad screen. It was wild, dude. It was a lot of fun. But I'm kind of an adrenaline guy. But he, he takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, there's a level of fearlessness in him that you probably only get from having so much legitimate physical combat. Like it's crazy uh, what it probably takes to get you like, for you to hit the level of, Oh fuck, this is amazing. is probably not where it takes. He probably has to go much higher to hit that level of this is amazing. Absolutely. And dude will do it sober as a judge too, man. He's just kind of high on adrenaline in life. He's, he's, he's one of those dudes, man. He's, he's just a solid dude. He's a lot of fun to be around, man. I think the world of it. Yeah. I'm reading here that you Brantley also helped Cowboy with a country music video. What is that about? Did you get that right? You helped him with a oh, country yeah. video. So he did uh he did a little video. I can't tonight, tonight little cowboys up. Was, that, was he singing? Right? Cowboys he, singing? Yeah, a little bit. It was kind of a it was kind of a remix of my song Bottoms Up. Uh and he changed the words to make it. Absolutely hilarious. Y'all have to check that out. That now, can he sing at all? That's a no. Yeah, that's whenever, whenever there's a, does he know that he's not a great singer? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, like I should probably know that I'm not a great fighter considering all the shots I've taken, but you know, he could probably sing about as good as I could throw that high kick. Okay, so that means he's not a great. All right, man. But then again, man, you might have a pretty decent high kick. I've never seen it. I don't. You don't. Okay, so yeah, he's not a good singer. Not flexible, man. Oh, that's funny. No, so you don't do the rubber guard either in jujitsu. Do you play? You uh, work? You, you um train jujitsu as well, or no? So it's it's interesting that you ask. I met a guy right now, or I met a guy named George Lockhart. Uh, he was working with a, a brother of mine in the music business, Jelly Roll. Um, just kind of on some nutrition stuff and kind of getting him to a, a, an awesome place in his life. And he introduced me to uh, this fellow who's here right now cooking. Uh, his name's Anthony Presley. And basically, uh, these guys go around to fight camps or stuff. They work with a lot of UFC fighters. I know he's worked with Gastelum, and um, he just got back from uh, Tyson Fury's camp in London uh, for a few weeks. But he he's staying with me right now and kind of keeping me in shape. And he is – uh, an incredible wrestler and he's really into jujitsu. So he's kind of pulling me into that direction. Um, really? I've never done much of it, but, but I'm interested, man. I, I tell you, I'm to a point in my life where uh, I've got to do something fun to work out. Just standing there kind of doing reps gets boring, man. So, so, you know, I feel like that could be something I could do in the cardio space where I'm actually, you know, better preparing myself to protect myself and my family and my friends. 
Shit, yeah, Bradley. How old, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, buddy? I'm 38. Dude, come on, man. Listen, I'm 49. I'm, I'm 48. Let me not, in June, I'll be 49. Let me not speed it up. Yeah. But uh, so I'm almost 50. The only way, I'm on TRT too. I got to add that. But I don't like to cheat. But uh, listen, all I do to stay in shape is jujitsu. That's all I do. I'm, that's all, and I'm telling you, I feel great. You know what I mean? And and it's so good because I I tell my people all the time, and I got I to gotta get over 40s class. I just put in because I like to keep people on the mat. And I don't want them getting mauled. I'm like, gang, right or wrong, more fun than being on a treadmill. Seriously, more fun than being on a fucking elliptical. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> even just surviving something, you're sweating, you're using your muscles. You, you know, it's just, I don't know, man. I'm a huge fan of it. And I like all walks of life training. And it's something you could do till you're old, man. I got guys on the mat that are 60 and older. So I don't know. Sure. I, I just try to pipe up Jimmy because. I know. I, I'm, I'm debating TRT. We'll talk about that too, man. I'm debating it. But it works your muscles probably differently because it's not predictable. Like, you know, if you're curling, you, you're, you know, you're doing 10 reps or whatever, three sets. But when you're, when you're fighting or when you're training or when you're stopping somebody from doing something, your muscles are working probably in a way that's very different from when you're just working out and probably in a much more complete way because you're not, you're not conscious of, I have to make this. You're just reacting and moving. And becoming more dangerous while yeah. getting a workout in at the same time. You that's, I mean? that's what I love. There's a guy named John Lovell that, that uh, has this platform called uh, Warrior Poet Society, and he's a jiu-jitsu guy, but he's, he's also a retired ranger. This dude, is he's the real deal, but he's an insanely good dude, but he he, uh, he was talking about jiu-jitsu, and he said, man, jiu-jitsu guys, a lot of times, like, jiu-jitsu's the, the answer for everything. Five guys in an alley, in your mind, he think, you know, jiu-jitsu is the last thing you want to do to survive that. But in your mind, a jiu-jitsu guy is like, jiu-jitsu. <laughs> That's funny. That you, when, people, when people bring up, like, uh, the, um, the multiple, uh, you know, people on top of you and this and that, you know how you win a fight like that? By getting the fuck out of Dodge. And a lot of times, if you can't stop one guy from getting off you, how are you going to stop three? You know what I mean? So if you know jiu-jitsu, you get out and from underneath somebody and get the fuck out, awesome. I'm, you know, but if you want to try to use it offensively, well, that's, you know, you're being a fucking stew nut. Yeah. But if you want to use it to get out of dodge, good, man. You got me down. You know how to get out, quick sweep, snap an arm in a process, cool. But boom, sweep up, get the fuck out. If you yeah. can't get out, if you're not used to getting out, you know what I mean? So I don't know. But uh, I hear people talk like that. You know what I mean? Like that, like uh, Andrew Tate. He's a popular guy. You know what I mean? I like, dude, that guy, a lot of stuff I can listen to with that guy. But then when I hear him talk about BJJ is totally useless in a, in a, in a real fight, I'm from London. Somebody could stab you. Fuck yeah, man. You get the fuck out of here. Somebody's got a knife, but uh, I strongly disagree with that statement. You know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah. But I now, think, man, I, I, you know, as, as a dad and a husband, I think the jujitsu thing kind of coming into the conversation, anything I can do right now to like, better myself physically, but also to be more of an asset in a room, you know, in the world we live in today, we do, we, I do a lot of firearms training um, and things like that. But if I can add anything, you know, to my resume that, that would make me an asset as opposed to a liability or a sheep in a situation, I'd like to be closer to the wolf dog side of things. Especially in front of your wife and kids or something like that. Like I always point out a million times, I'm not trying to be a braggart, but the thing that happened to me in Vegas Perfect example. I could have ended it with a right hand. It broke that dude's jaw. But yeah. now my kids are scarred. That guy hits his head on the curb. I got a lawsuit. Dude, you take him down, treat him like a baby, give him a jiu-jitsu lesson. 
Nobody gets hurt. Kids get inspired to do jujitsu, and I can also use it as a sales fucking thing when people join to join up at Sarah BJJ. Oh, <laughs> hey, listen, I, I was going to Jimmy. Please. No, no, I was going to ask probably the same thing you are because our producer put in, and I don't know any details, so I'm just going to ask you. He is talking about an encounter you had with an alligator. <laughs> what is that about? I don't know. They I scared the shit out of me. Those fucking reptiles. They're, oh. they're dinosaurs. They're fucking dinosaurs. This guy was 11 foot, nine inches. Um, the minimum age on him was 70 years old. He's over 750 pounds. And he was on the same farm that the goats were on. <laughs> but, uh, man, had I not had young kids running around, um, I probably would have left him be. But we don't, we don't have alligators in northeast Georgia. The guy that owned the farm uh, years prior to myself, he, he put them on there. Uh, so... We had to call the trapper and go through all the channels to uh, to get him out of there. But I got a I got a picture of him, man. He is uh, maybe hard to see. But wait, so he was just kind of living there, free roaming in the lake? Oh yeah, yeah what's, that's what I'm saying, man. Oh wow! Hey, come on, man. Come on. Now imagine you're Jesus. like, all right, there's a lake. There's no uh, there's no animals wow. or reptiles in this lake. And all of a sudden, somebody, a fucking idiot, throws an, a, a, an alligator in there. You know what That's I mean? Big. Oh, That's I know exactly what you mean. He almost. I, only, man, I swim in pools. That's all I do. Not even in Florida. Oh, dude. I had like three fears in life. Before I got married, it was snake sharks and commitment. And now, <laughs> it's like, now that I'm married, the commitment thing, I'm working on it. So it's like snake sharks and water I can't see the bottom of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So did hey. you see this alligator? Like, did you know it was there already, or did you just stumble on it? Or how close did you actually get to it? The the About two days before the trapper came uh, to take care of him, we were baiting, like, some bait stations to try to get different trail cam pictures of him. And uh, we looked at one picture, and it looked like he went to one of the other ponds. So we brushed over there, and we were kind of changing, changing the bait station so we could try to get him to – to go sideways and I looked out over the pond and it was just flat as glass. Um, and I looked right in front of me and my buddy tax, uh, who was helping me kind of set the bait up and there were ripples in the water and we kind of like grabbed each other and pulled each other back and got next to the truck and shined a light. And he was probably, I want to say he was inside of 10 feet in the water. Looked like he could have had either one of us. Um, but there were rumors, kind of legends about there being a giant alligator there and we didn't really buy it, you know? Um, but one day I was, I was out on the farm and sure enough, he kind of popped up and I was like, that is a fucking alligator. Yeah. And, and, and a really large one. How do they, how do they actually catch it when they're trapping it? Uh, so he'll, he'll put like bait on a line with a treble hook and they come and take it. By the time the game warden got there, we literally we could walk out on the dam with a piece of chicken and clap three times. And no matter where he was at on the farm, he'd be right in front of you within a, a few minutes, you know? Oh, he would hear it and know it was time to feed. Oh yeah. He'd just pop his head up and, but he, he would get uncomfortably close. Like people did not bother him at all. He was kind of, I don't like that shit. No. What did you feel threatened by him or did he like, is there anything in that dumb reptile brain that knows you're the food source or is there there's zero recognition? Man, I feel like 
All right, you know, if you're ever in a situation in, in a in a conflict in a situation, and you can look at that dude, and in his eyes, you can tell if he's if he's a force to be reckoned with, or if he really doesn't want to be in that situation. I feel like with that alligator, when you looked at him, like it's hard to see his eyes, but you just got this feeling, man. It's like a core feeling that, hey, man, he's not scared of me, and minus a gun. He is the apex predator in this situation, and he absolutely knows. Right. So he's allowing you to feed him, but if you came up empty-handed, well, then you are now the default meal. Yeah, I think if if you know if he was if he was really hungry, I, I don't think he would have had a problem at all. Maybe not. You know, he, he might have been a little more hesitant with me, but I think you know my three-year-old or my five-year-old or one of the dogs running around down there. You know, uh, you know if that happens, I can't live on myself. So. You got to get rid of him. Yeah, it's an alligator. Um, and also, by the way, I want to promote to if people want to see you live. Uh, it's the 2023 Get Rolling Tour. You're actually touring with Nickelback, uh, and you guys can be forming 38 different shows in 38 cities. Uh, have you worked with those guys before? Oh, yeah. We've never toured together. Uh, Chad's a good friend of mine. Man, they're all unbelievable dudes, man. I, I think the world of all of them. And and I'll tell you what makes this this tour different than any other I've been on is is this is, uh, you know, a lot of times you, you guys are probably familiar with going to a show, right? And going to a concert. So we really, and from the jump, it was like this. Usually when you're on tour with somebody, you go back and forth on production and how much stage space you get and, you know, whether or not you can shoot fire or, or crow or whatever. Man, they pretty much from the jump were just like, look, man, we want to make sure this is the best experience. It, it, it's an experience as, as an opposed to a show. Right. It's, it's like we want to, we want the best show on the road in, in 23. So tell us what you need to do your part in that. And I, I mean, they gave us all the stage space we could have ever asked for. There were no limits on production, no limits on screen. So it truly is a, a, a really combined effort. Um, between the promoter, Live Nation is behind this tour more than I've I've ever witnessed them being. My, and they're always, I mean, it's obviously a great organization, but um, I I feel them behind this tour uh, maybe more so than I've felt them in the past. And it's just uh, it, this tour is going to leave a crater wherever it lands, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And that, by the way, that's the sign of a confident headline band too. Like when I, when a band like that, the main event band or whatever, you know, you guys are probably co-headlining or just say the band that goes on second that says that hey, whatever you got to do, enjoy. Like that's a band who's very confident in what they're going to do because they're not threatened by the other person they're performing with, which is nice. Yeah. I got excited about it. The minute they opened the doors like that, it was like, okay, they're not trying to blow us off the stage. They, they really want the best show, you know, that, that's possible to happen. And, Wait, who's going up? Are you going up first or is Nickelback? Yeah, we're going up first, and then Nickelback closes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, I, I don't, I don't. I'm, I know who they are, but I don't really follow. I don't know a lot of their stuff. Yeah, we've sold sixty million singles. They they've sold sixty million albums. <laughs> if that puts it in reference at all, that's a lot. That's a that's lot. That's a, a lot. tremendous amount of albums. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you real quick, only because I can relate with this. Uh, you've been sober. Uh, you stopped drinking since. 2011 but i like how you call yourself and i never heard it put like this yeah california sober <laughs> I like that because you still smoke weed i think that's a, a very 
a very good way to put it. And I, I know people like this. There's a girl that trained with me who's been sober and she had a bad problem with, with things, but she's still an avid, an avid uh, smoker, uh, a weed smoker. And it's not bothering her. How is it that some people like yourself could be productive and it, you don't have those, it's not hurting you. You're still being, like I said, productive and, and uh, living your life in a good way with the weed, but yet, and by just cutting out the other stuff, the alcohol and whatnot. You tell me. Uh, For sure. I, I mean, it's it's one of those things that I have to be careful with, right? Because I'm sure there are people watching this that are in a, a very vulnerable situation when it comes to addiction. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've been – I can relate to being in that situation. And I don't want to say anything that would, you know, maybe support an unhealthy decision on their part because, you know, I was a couple years removed that I, that I went completely without anything for me just to make sure I could do it. Um, and I've approached it kind of almost like in a microdosing aspect, like I'm not getting Cheech and Chong smoked out, like hot boxing rooms and buses and stuff. That's not really my style. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's something that for me, I, I think for a lot of folks, you know, it could definitely be a, a gateway into some, some other choices. Uh, me and myself, I, I've found a comfortable place with it. Um, but I, I am extremely careful at the same time, uh, respectful and almost fearful to an extent, uh, enough so to kind of keep myself, uh, kind of make sure I still have some boundaries in that space, um, just because, man, it, it is such a slippery slope. And uh, But with pot, I never got that. When I when I was drinking, man, I never smoked pot because it's just kind of a buzzkill. Uh, yeah. Did edibles or anything. But, uh, it. You know, since I quit drinking about two years after I, I quit drinking, uh, you know, I, I smoked a little bit. But but again, I'm not Cheech and Chong. And, right. You know, like me, that neither. Like that. me neither. Jimmy sees how I, you know. Yeah. He's like, I'll hit it a couple of times. It just kind of lowers my my blood pressure and just, just kind of puts – because I'm I'm extremely, like, naturally just high strung as hell, man. I'm, I'm just like a million miles an hour. So it kind of just – it calms me down a little bit. But – does it affect your creativity? I don't smoke or do any of that stuff, but I was always, always afraid like that stuff like that would, because some guys are affected where they can be very creative when they're a little high and other guys just shut down. Does it affect your creativity at all? Well, it, de it depends. I've actually gotten uh, through the years really uh, kind of specific about what strains or what products I mess with because um, I'm one of those guys, man, like if I smoke a sativa, you know, it kind of takes me in the other direction that I don't want to go. I'm cleaning the house and, and doing shit that I don't, you know, right. it's unnecessary. But uh, if I'm on like an indica dominant hybrid or, or, or indica and I, I hit it a couple of times, it may put me in the mood to write. There are certain strains that kind of, I feel like kind of give me more of a, a creative inspiration uh, as opposed to sometimes, man, I ain't a lot to you, Presley, and I'll smoke and do a good workout. Yeah, I was just kind of different strains do different things, and I, mean, I just try to stay extremely conscious about what I'm doing and in in what quantity I'm doing it. You know, if it turns into something that I I would lose my mind without it's it's the only thing in my life that that I've ever been able to go okay I can smoke today and not smoke for a week or two weeks or a month and be good. You know, it's uh everything else was like man it was okay I like that I'm gonna take it you know, until it puts me in, until it puts me in the hospital. Sure. Now you, we, I'm sure you're going to be watching the fights this weekend. 
Oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah. We were about to go over the co-main and main if you want to go over with us. We're making yes. We don't want to make you jump off the fence and make a decision, but, uh, you know, because people don't want to hurt people's feelings. We're going to pick who we think is going to win, and we'd like to hear what you think also. Oh, I'm in. I'm in, my friend. This Gilbert Burns. Hard to say. It's insane. The whole card is insane. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we're up to Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. Now, let's talk about that. I know who I'm going with. I want to hear what you guys say. You will go first. You owe me to go. Um, I'm, I know I'm taking Gilbert Burns and I think I'm going to take Gilbert. I, I think by a stoppage, um, and I almost want to say a submission. Um, I'm going to take Gilbert with a second round submission. I think Gilbert is just, he's too close to getting another title shot. Um, I'm going to take Gilbert second round. I'm also going to do uh, Gilbert Burns, man. I'm going to take him a little bit later in the fight. I, and i tell you why, man. The dude's hands are dangerous, right? But yep. He's also coming off coming off some some good fights. I, I feel like the last time I watched, the last couple times I watched, and, and don't get me wrong, like I'm a big Masvidal fan. That, the Ben Astor knockout is, yeah. is one thing, but his whole career, man, he's just – and I love his story that he came from, you know, the, the, the yard fighting background and just yeah. anybody anywhere. Like, I love that shit. I think that's gangster as hell. But for this fight, um, you know, I feel like there's, from what I understand and talking with Presley and some other friends I have in the business, I feel like he's got a lot of other things going on that are, that are successful in his life. And I feel like anytime somebody goes, hey, if I lose this, it's my last fight. Like there's some kind of mental element in your brain that's okay with being done with this, right? So I, I, for whatever reason, I, I I feel like that's a disadvantage for him. I'm a big fan of his, but I just feel like watching Gilbert Burns' last fight and, and watching Masvidal's last fight, I feel like Burns is hungry. He's on a mission. And as opposed to Masvidal kind of being in a space for like, all right, if I win, I'll re-engage. If I lose, I'm done. Hey, you look, you, you look at it when you look at lately what's going on. And like you said, you hear what they're both saying, Gilbert with his eye on the prize, looking to make an example of Jorge and make that is his case for his, this fight, making his case with this fight for a title shot uh, compared to Jorge within. I don't know when he shot that episode of Joe Rogan, but it couldn't have been. I'm, I mean, I'm predicting it was within a month ago. I mean, so it was it was within camp. You just put on a major uh, production game bread uh, boxing or I think it's or game bread. I don't I forgot what it's called. I think something game bread, something. But, uh, you know, it was on USC Fight Pass. You had Roy Jones Jr. fighting on that thing versus Anthony Pettis. And so it's like so he's promoting fights. You add in him talking about this might be his last one. This is not all this. You can listen. I mean, you don't got to be Notre Dame to say you'd be like, yo. I'm predicting something not great for this guy. I mean, is it, you know what I mean? This right. is not what you want to hear or we'll see. So, but could he pull it off? Man, the guy's always dangerous. And he's also very durable. And he's, he's got underrated um, submission defense. He had Damian Maya like on his back for like five rounds or whatever it was. I believe he'll survive, but I believe Gilbert will get his, uh, will get, be the victor by a uh, decision. You know? Okay. Main event. Holy oh. shit. 
<laughs> it's a big yo, Alex. Alex Pereira's left hook. I just saw uh, something. It was a clip on a. Uh, I forgot what it was on Instagram. It was a. Uh, it was a clip saying ban Alex Pereira's left hook because he's just like, bah! dude. His left hook, dude. He's a freak in a good way. He's that dude. He's LFL fight was where he barely looked like he like it didn't even look like he threw it hard. I forget who he was fighting in that LFL fight, but um. That was just cold gangster, man. That dude was out for like minutes. I, I'm, I don't know, call me crazy. I'm going to say Izzy's going to, I, I, I'm a big underdog guy. And I don't know, man, but I really like Alex. I, I'm really having a hard time with this. I'm like, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go with Izzy because I feel, I don't feel he's the, I don't, I know on paper and you look at it, how could you say the Alex is not the better fighter? He beat him three times. But when you look at each one, even the last one, another two seconds, one second possibly, in that first round, he had him. He had him. Yep. Oh, he had him. So it's like it's these. I'm looking at these things like it's such a game of inches. He's just coming up short just barely, you know. But then it's I saw a video. Is he favorite on the bet nods? I don't know what the odds are. I don't either. I think Adesanya is still the favorite on betting odds. Uh, they, the last I looked. Well, he was up three rounds to one in that last fight, I think. Matt's right. He won the uh, – Alex won that first round, and I believe uh, – I'm sorry, Alex, I think, won that second round. I think Adesanya won uh, first, third, and fourth, I, I believe, and was winning the fifth. If I remember correctly, he was up three to one and looking like he was going to be a four to one. Yeah, my, my thing on that fight, man, is is – you know, I'm looking at, and we were talking about this earlier today. You know, sometimes, anytime in, in my experience when it comes to competition, I can tell you there were guys that that I played against in high school that I still remember that I felt like just had my number. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you go to war with that dude time and time again. It's the Cormier Jones thing where I'm, I'm a huge Daniel Cormier fan, huge Jones fan, but it was like Jones had Cormier's number. You know what I mean? Is this that thing? But also, I feel like on the other side, can you beat Izzy four times? That's exactly it. And I've wondered the same thing, too, because I had Pereira picked in the first fight because, again, I thought he had his number. It was like not that Adesanya is not great. I think Adesanya is actually an overall better fighter. But there are times where that guy, it's like football teams or any team, sometimes a team just, they find a way to fuck you every time. And that's how it is with <laughs> fighter. Do you know what I mean? Like they just find a way. And this last one in Adesanya's mind must be, I was winning, I was up, I survived a tough second round and he still found a way in the fifth. So uh, like DC, not, I'm sorry to interrupt, but DC never had that kind of momentum at all. Style-wise, he's short and stocky, uh, tall versus tall and lanky. He never had – I don't think he had really much that many moments at all. Maybe he went around – I don't know. He didn't have – one. he might have won a round or two. I thought he was doing better in that third fight, Matt. I might be wrong. I thought he was doing better in that fight. Yeah. I, yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm going to take Adesanya by decision. I don't think he stops him, even though he almost did in that first round. But I still, even though it's their fourth time, I don't see anybody beating Adesanya – because even when a team has your number or when a guy has your number, eventually, I mean, have we seen any real fourth matchups between guys 
Um, I mean, Figueredo and uh, Moreno, but they've, they've traded wins. Uh, I don't see anybody beating Adesanya four times. Uh, I, I think he's just too good of a fighter. I think he finds a way to get a decision. You know what's pretty cool, though? I saw a video. It's, it, it's, I think it's on Alex Pereira's Instagram, and it's something of uh, him saying what motivated him to get into the UFC. And it's a video of Israel, I believe, when he was champion or fighting to become champion. I think he was champion by that. And he's like, he was talking about Alex saying, he's just going to be some guy on a bar stool in a bar saying, look at that guy. And, and I'm going to be a legend. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But, and that's what lit the fire from the jump in MMA and start fucking left hooking everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a beast. He is like, dude, he is right out of the fucking Amazon though. Yeah. But, I mean, you saw him working his grappling and he's doing that, that thing in like the dirt and they're fucking, they got the skirts on and I'm, this guy, I mean, I don't know, man. It's really exciting. This is going to be a nail biter. It really is. I, man, I don't even know if I'm putting money on that one because I almost just want to watch it for the sheer joy of, of, of it being a war. Yeah. But, you know, they've got, and Izzy's got so much, some stuff in, in his corner that I don't know how he throws half the shit he does. And it's, he's really fun fighter to watch. But Alex is just a dangerous fucking human being. They both are, but man, it just I if I had to go one way or another, um while in the back of my mind, I don't know if you can beat Izzy four times. I just think Alex is dangerous and he has had his number, and I think he's got a chance of knocking him out in the middle of the fight. You might be right. I mean, it could be a first round knockout too. You never know. I mean, you're right because if he gets a hold of anybody, I mean, if he hits your jaw correctly, it, I don't think anybody's taking that. Right? I mean, he drops Strickland. I mean, you know, and Sean's a really tough guy. Doesn't matter. Don't you realize that Israel Adesanya is into anime? Yeah. You might think, what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. He's in his movie right now. The hero's down. It's time to fucking power up. Okay. I get that. But I feel that's what he's doing. He's living one of his fucking anime movies. It's time for the hero to fucking Hayugin and do all that shit. And he's going to answer the call. You think he's doing all that shit in the corner because it looks cool? Probably. But he's into that shit. And yeah. that shit, you don't need a shrink when you have that stuff. Take it from a comic book fan. Yeah. I like but, uh, seriously, I think it's going to use it to motivate him. And he's not feeling this guy's got his number. He's feeling he's going to have his moment. And I feel it's going to happen third round, third round KO. He's going to have his moment. It's going to be glorious. Right now, I like it. Now, Brantley, uh, thank you again for coming. Of course, you're, you're such a great guest. But I want to promote to you. I don't want to forget uh, that you're also dropping the deluxe version of So Help Me God. It's on April 21st. There's five new songs. And I meant to mention that before, and I neglected to do it. Uh, aside from your tour with uh, Nickelback, 38 cities, 38 shows. When does that begin, and where can people get tickets? I guess from Ticketmaster? Oh, yeah. Check out Ticketmaster, and we, start, we fire up in uh, June. All right, awesome. And thanks, and good luck with the album, which comes out on April the 21st. Uh, congratulations, man. Things are going great for you, and uh, it's, it's good to have you again. Come back. Don't make us wait two years. Come back again sooner. You got it, brother. We'll do it, man. Thank, good to see you guys, man. All right, buddy. Good okay. talking to you. All right. Let's say goodbye, Jimmy, and whatever you want to plug. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be uh, Wednesday night. I will be at the uh, Fat Black Pussycat. I have gigs in Bethlehem, PA, Cleveland. Uh, New Jersey and New Hampshire all coming up. 
if you want to come see me, but come see me tonight or any Wednesday at the Fat Black. I'm running my hour. It's been going great. And Matt, you're doing all right? In the fight this week, though. The fight this weekend. Yeah. 10 p.m. pay-per-view. Yeah, I'll help me check. I believe it's 10 p.m. pay-per-view. I'm and sure I- it is, but let me, I always want to check because I'm a fucking idiot. As you're looking that up, Jimmy, I am okay. You know, rest in peace, Paul Harrison, the Hulk. Um, you know, listen, man, you know, I mean, we're going to get through it. It's depressing. One of your friends yeah. guys that you're very, very close with, you know, a guy that, you, you know, you're talking this how many times a week and you just, it's, it's, it's weird, you know, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get through, we'll get through this, you know, it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking, but what do you do, Jimmy? It's, it's, this, it's, this life, you know, one second you're here when the next second you get hit by a fucking truck. You know yeah, what I mean? It's that sudden. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just hope he didn't, I just, I just hope he went fast. If that makes sense, I you know what I yeah. mean. I know, I know he was pronounced dead at the hospital, but I just, uh, you know, it's just this is hard to, to even deal with. But uh, we'll get through it, brother. Thank you. Of course. And, uh, you know, when when is that? Want to plug it properly? Yes, sure. The fight is uh, the early prelims. Uh, prelims, sorry, are uh, eight p.m. The prelim, early prelims, six p.m. on uh, Fight Pass and uh, ESPN Plus, and uh, ESPN ESPN Plus for the prelims, and then ESPN Plus. And pay-per-view for this main card, Adesanya Pereira, two or four, depending on how you want to look at it, for the middleweight championship as he's trying to get it back. I can't wait. Matt, I'll talk to you this weekend. And uh, thank you to our guest, man. This can be a great week. Later, guys. Okay. Be good, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 